This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Dr. Trudy Fleer here. Let's discuss a very real existential threat to internet speed. T-Mobile Home Internet. It lags. Now, what is lag? Lag is a delay in data being transmitted across the internet. Switch to Xfinity for a strong, reliable connection. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Red's Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium. The number one indie bar in Barnsley. The voice of South Yorkshire and North Derbyshire. BBC Radio Field. Odijay trying to get the better of Risa using good body strength in towards Howard down he goes and Barnsley claiming a penalty there and Martin Atkinson not giving it big big decision right at the end of the game in added time Odijay goes up for it away by Carragher Howard's there once more still it's Howard still going
passing around and finding Hamill. And inside he comes, that's what he wants to do! Oh, that is wonderful! He just loves this place! Another stunning goal from Adam Hamill of Barnsley! Again, the big player for Barnsley, the big build-up. We're looking at him to deliver, to produce. Paul Eckebottom just behind him, they're right behind. And my word, has he produced. What an absolute outstanding finish this is. He knows exactly where he wants to put it. This is a player at the top of his game, enjoying his football, enjoying his life. Look at that. Perfection. Was the night before Blackpool when all through Oakwell, not a person was stirring, not even Stendhal. The shirts were hung on the coach with care, in anticipation that match day would soon be there. The players were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of goals and three points danced in their heads. With Winkler in his onesie and Stern in his cap, they and Stendhal settled their brains for a pre-match nap. You're listening to The Reds Report with myself Chris Mason and Carlo van der Watering, live on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. We are live on the Vibe Christmas and Carlo Vanderwater in the Reds report, and we are a bit more happier than we were last week. A much better performance, not the result that we wanted, not the result that we actually deserved, but a much better performance in the end from Barnsley Carlo. And I think that a point gained, some say two dropped, but it was the top of the league, and at the end of the day, we, we sort of predicted a narrow victory or a score drawn in the end. It was the, uh, it was the latter. I think so. Talking to a lot of people uh, before the match, sort of like the press, and and I said, I think given the opposition and their record, um, and and given given where they are, top of the league, I think first half performance is probably the best I've seen us play this season. And people can say, oh, but we scored four against Oxford. That was the first day of the season, and Oxford was was struggling then. So they're only just finding their feet now as well, aren't they, Oxford? So you know that was what it was on opening day. We've been on the back end of four nil hidings on opening days. So, yeah. you know, that's what it is, isn't it? But Portsmouth and, and, are very and settled. It, we looked fresh. I think the, the the vision of that, you know, pressing, high-pressing, high-tempo football, I think, came through more than in, in the previous matches. And I don't know if that was because we had a lot of Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. I don't know if that... On last Saturday, the first half, it was just a pleasure to watch. Um it warmed me up, despite the fact that it was minus six, snowing, hailing, lights went out and everything. But it was, uh, yeah, it, it was, for me, the best 45 minutes of football at home of 2018. Yeah, and you look at the, um, we more or less picked the 11 actually last week. I think we we said Jackson had probably come in as well and we, we said Moncur had play wide left. So he's gone 4-4-2 again. He's gross come off the bench. Are you buying the, um, the old hype of... The saviour's here, we can now play with width because I'm not convinced yet because he's got to play three games for me in a row and he's got to start three games before I'm convinced that he's the answer to any problems that we've got in wide areas. I've, I've seen him come on a few times this season. On Saturday, he probably looks fresher and better than what he's done all season. Um, he created opportunities, he made uh, a nuisance of himself, he didn't know what to do with him, he was fast. 
But I completely agree. We need to see that 90 minutes for two or three matches in a row to really decide whether... I, I want to say whether he can take or not, whether he can cope with it, his body can cope with it, because he's so injury-prone. Yeah, and is it the wrong time of year for him to be to actually try and get that from, from a Lloyd's Grove? And even a Ryan Edges who can't string three or four games together himself, it's a, it is the wrong time of year and a lot of pressure on a player that... Like you say, just then has been pretty injury prone for the last what two and a half to, to three years almost. I think so. It's not. I think with both of them, um, Hedges and Ishgrove, it's, it's not about ability because I've I've seen Hedges play in the yeah. cups and he was amazing. It's for him as the injury, Ishgrove injury illness. But when he came on on, on Saturday because he made a substitution, he came on. I thought, oh, you know. Is this the wrong game to put him on? Because, you know, Portsmouth, very, very good team. But he was, he was fast. He put balls mm-hmm. in. At one point, it was almost like three up front because he made a noose of himself. He created gaps. And it was a pleasure to watch him again. And, and I've had that, that feeling about Izzy for quite some time. So I hope we, we the team, and Izzy can build on that and, and we see more of him because, he, you know, he, he looked a part of that team, if you know what I mean. He, he yep. definitely bought the high tempo. Even if he lost the ball, he was fast, he was coming back. It's, 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 it's almost like he had a score to settle and I think yep. that's when you see the best of him. One player we're not seeing the best of at the minute and I think it's a fair comment. Brad Potts, we're not getting the best out of Brad Potts at the minute, are we? Yeah, I don't know. I was looking um, earlier on um, at, at someone like the stats. League One, um, we haven't got a player, I think, in the top ten for assists. Peterborough's got three. We've, we've, got, we've got none. The first one is George Moncur with four assists this season. And uh, Mowat and uh, Cavari, yeah, both that's, with that, three. Yeah. Now, that says something, I suppose, because from the midfield... I've said before, I think what, what, what's been lacking is the service from the wide areas. We've scored a lot of goals from set pieces, corners especially. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm not the manager. I prefer Potts in a central midfield role where he can drive through and he can have a shot. And sometimes on the wing, it just, um, a little bit like Moncur was, sometimes you forget that he's playing because in the second half, didn't see much off Brad Potts at all. And that's not down to work rate. Or no, it no just, not at it all. It didn't happen and balls weren't played down that side. I know we swapped at one point with, with, with Izzy. But no, and it's a shame because early in the season he was one of the star players. I would have said early in the season I thought he was going to take the, take the league by the scruff of the neck. A player that went up to League One with Blackpool but made the immediate jump to the Championship with Barnsley. You look at that player that we saw at the start of the season, he sort of dropped off a bit. You mentioned George Monker there, Carlo. He's played wide left on, on Saturday for Barnsley. We saw the technical best of John, George Monker in that first half, especially on Saturday. He looked like the key man for Barnes at times. The, the way that he ran with the ball and the way that he, his close control made him such a threat to Portsmouth at, 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 at all times during that first half. Um, talking to the press guys, the Portsmouth press guys for like Portsmouth I follow or their media department, they were saying at half time that they didn't expect George Monker to play because often he's come on as a substitute. Mm-hmm. Um, and they picked him out as definitely the best player of the first half and, and they commented quite a few times on his technical ability and how hard he was to get off the ball. Um, and I suppose, you know, when you, when you look back, you look at the highlights, a lot came from him. He goes past, he's probably the only player we've got at the moment that can go past two or three and, and, and have a shot or create an opportunity. And um, when I said it, was, I think it was the best 45 minutes of football, I've seen the best of Lloyd Isgrove so far. That was by far the best 45 minutes or the, the time that he was on for George Moncur. And I personally sort of queried, he, he, he came off and he wasn't arguing, but Stendhal sort of put his arm around him and, and George Moncur sort of waved the arm off, like saying, I don't understand why I've been taken off because yeah. I thought this was probably one of the better games. We've just 
just put it in a nutshell, really. I think the complete package there, the ability to run with the ball, creating chances and, and being an absolute nuisance when he had the ball, signs of frustration. I think it's not a bad thing, but it's also not a good thing as well, is it, when you've got such a, a good spirit in the squad and you hopefully, hopefully, as the week's gone by, he's looked at the bigger picture and thought, OK, we go again at the weekend and I was right to be brought off, maybe. I, I don't know, but he had to get his grove on there and, and get some minutes under his belt, surely. He did, and I think especially when you look now at you've got um, three games in a week, because, you know, you've got Blackpool, uh, Peterborough and then Charlton. Yeah three, and then, yeah, three and seven days, it adds up quickly, yeah, doesn't and it? And then two days after, you've got Luton, and then later on that week. So in the space between the, what is it today, 19th? So yeah. between the 20th or 21st when we play Blackpool yeah. and the 5th of January, you've got four or five matches. So I suppose you, you need to give mm-hmm. people that, that match time, like Easy, like Munker, because uh, it'll need to draw on, on people from the bench for all these matches. Just uh, we said we did the old three-word review at the weekend, Carlo. Just a few that came through. Got to finish. Need two full-backs. Missed chances again. Are they points that you'll really echo? Need two full. I think it's very harsh on Pinelos, especially. I think personally. Yeah, I, I think what what we showed on Saturday is that we. I think defensively we, we were solid. We made they scored from our mistake, and you know Mowat's been an outstanding player. I don't know what he tried to do. Rather than hoofing it up to, to you know to, to, to the middle of the park, it was edge of the area, and somebody still picked the corner out, and you know it was a good goal. I didn't see any sort of defensive weakness, and I know what they're saying because we imposed our game onto them. Um, missed chances. Ah, uh, decision making. Kiefer Moore, you know, he had two people in the box unmarked. He took. The sh- he's a striker. He wants. And it only missed by an air's breath, didn't it? To be fair, he like did. He it, did. you know, and you watch yeah. when you watch it back and you watch the chance. That goalkeeper's rooted to the spot. He ain't saving that. No, and and you know, if it if it the disabled stand, you would have said, "Ah, oh, you should have done that." But yes. actually, looking where it went, he's entitled to go for it, isn't he? The pot's miss was far worse, wasn't it? I think so. That you know, he skied it over there from the edge of the uh, well, just inside the six-yard box. J- Jacob Brown, you know, Jacob yeah. Brown came on mm-hmm. his right back, and he had a shot. I think he came from a corner or whatever. It, I'm, I'm pretty sure it nearly knocked one of the floodlights out uh, above the north stand, and that would have been an issue because they were out for. Well, majority of the first half, because obviously there were a problem with the lighting. Um, so I think those were worse misses than Kiefer Moss. Kiefer Moss wasn't a miss. Um, people say he should have done this. I think he's entitled to go for it. And, it, you know, it was hair, wasn't it? It was. We'll just use these last two tweets, Carlo, for your last word on the Portsmouth game. One's from Daz Johnson. He says, best for ages. Three, Div Red says, two points dropped. Where are you sitting on those? Um... You know, I said to Kyle earlier on, if we would have won, if the scoreline would have been 3 1, that would have been deserved. So I'll go um, much better than before. The Reds Report on the Vibe, sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley.
The Reds Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. South Yorkshire. This is the vibe. Jump into the music.
That's right, the Reds Report, sponsored by the number one indie bar in Barnsley, the Opium. Proud to be sponsored by the Opium, they'll be sponsoring our night as well at the end of January. Lots of more, lots more fun to come from the Reds Report. Carlo, um, we were uh, obviously on the Twitter through the week. Um, as we, we said seventh in the table and into a busy Christmas period. What's everyone's honest thoughts on all things Barnsley Football Club? And as we head into Christmas, and I, I, I tried to lump everything in with that and people more or less went with the on-the-field um, action. All in all, how are you feeling about everything club-wise as we head into the new year now? Well, if you do a three-way review, I, I put for the Christmas period, on the pitch, key period ahead. Yeah. Because if you look, we're playing all top ten teams, so it's about if, if mm-hmm. you, you know if we want to make it, then we need to, we need to do that. I think off the pitch, um, I'd, in the three words, I put signings definitely needed I think we do need I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what you're seeing you know it's a year ago that Chen Lee and his consortium took over I think yeah. very slowly around the ground you see improvements in the family area where there's entertainment and all that sort of stuff you know um, but I do think that we are a couple of injuries away from a, a squad that would be depleted you know we've not had any it's different this year because normally we've had some signings and then four or five people alone from other clubs we haven't we, the people we've got alone are our players Coley Woodrow from whatever 1st of January or whatever becomes our player Mike Bearer although he's in from Germany he, you know this, this season long but then for him to sign or the option to sign we, we need some reinforcements um, you know you, you talk about Jacko Jacko came in on Saturday Played awesome. Yeah, he did. He was I, excellent. I hope we don't have. Yeah. Let's say Liam, Inzi- Liam Lindsay get, gets injured. So you've then got um, you've got uh, Pinnock and um, Jackson and Jackson. Who's, who's his backup? You got that's Will- it. I'm yeah. scratching my head. To be fair, yeah, you've got Will Smith who came on in one of the um, in one of the cups. Looked a decent lad. Is he game? Is he League One football ready? But I, I don't know because I don't watch the under twenty threes. But I think at times that gap it needs to be plugged, doesn't it? Because. Um, 
I know people talk about wide areas and everything else, but I think defensively, central central defense, we've only really got three recognised. One injury. What if there's a card? What you know? I'm well, just about to ask you that. Do you think are we threadbare on the? On the loan signing front, because for me we are, if you look at years gone by and the players that we've actually been able to bring in on loan and players that we've been able to call upon, we are very threadbare in that respect, aren't we? We've, we've not got any players that we've just loaned for a season. We've, we've all done them with, with an option for us to buy them and keep them. And I know we've had seasons where in a game we've had four or five loan players and we're like, ah, they're not even bad the players are just on loan but they've helped us and they've, yeah Amorzi played well didn't he you know when Amorzi he came yes well. he did Matty James played well yes you know, uh, um, what was his name um, Everton youngster or Joe Williams Joe Williams you know so but we haven't got that and I just think maybe that's where they'll look in January if you know if they can to see if they can get any uh but we need them I think up front You've got the whole um, you know, you, There's you, two players And that's it mate For me Two players And I, I put on Twitter this week I don't think in training They have any competition I think Tiam Would probably be third on the list But he's way behind And then you've got Jacob Brown now Jacob Brown You know A good young player My worry is That he's, he's being played In two different positions I think you need to Make him a League One striker, a good League One striker, and then you can always work on. You know, you can use him as a utility player. I think we're always trying to do too many things at once, um, and I think it's nice that you can put him on the bench and he can fill three different positions. But how does he fill them? Is he at that level? So I think you know that's maybe one of the things that they need to look at, and I think reinforcements are needed in defence. Maybe wide in, in 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 midfield and and you know what they're going to do up front. Big Victor, you know impact not really featured much lately. No. Is he? Can he do ninety minutes? Because I don't think we've seen him yet. No, I don't think we. No, we. So. Well, he's he's. He, what you look at is he, he started against Man City and he scored a goal, but then he sort of fades away at the, in the league, doesn't he? And he, he's come on now and again and been an impact player, but the manager obviously doesn't entrust him. I, I don't think fully. Um, he was. You're not, you're not convinced like myself I heard about Brown playing right back either I mean the manager's come out after the game and said it was tactical taking Kabari off I can understand because he looked like he were having a stroll around Lock Park if I'm being perfectly honest at the weekend I don't know whether it's it's hard to say really because he was very much up for everything at the start of the season he's had a bit of stick some of it disgusting what he's what he's received stick wise from the supporters has he, has he thrown the towel in you, you just don't know dear behind the scenes because he might just be fed up with it all Um but Jacob Brown at right back is the manager going to be stubborn with that and, and persist with it? Do you think? He's German, isn't he? <laughs> well, <it's> but <laughs> um, I and I'll get stick for this. I would look at bringing in a, a, if we can a decent striker that can compete to play with Woodrow and more. Yeah, I would. You know, you're not going to send Tiam out alone. Maybe look at Jacob Brown getting regular football. To, to mature him to make him better because he's getting bits and bats here and it's no good saying I played 20 minutes at right back and the other time I came only at 10 minutes played at left midfield and yeah, yeah. I, I, I think Jacob Brown is definitely one for the future I'm happy he signed an extension to the contract yeah. this might be the time to say we're going to send you out alone you know develop your skill play regular football because we can't give him that no we can't and no, that's true we'll get a better play back don't forget Callum Styles supposed to be coming back in January. Now I've looked at some stats, talked to some buddy players. Started twelve matches, not really scored, well, not really, not scored any goals. Been subbed quite a lot. So is that a gamble that's not paid off? But he, but he rave reviews when he came in and apparently played very well for Berry last season when he when he played in games. 
I, I hope it isn't a sign of he knows he were coming back to Barnsley in January, so he's not really put the work in. In case, well, he's he got the move with the five-year contract. Um, he got the quote-unquote big move because people hate to say it and you hate to big yourselves up, but for the level that we're at, we're a big club. Mm. Um, he got the big move. Berry had just been relegated. You know, he's coming to a side that. The, what is it, fifth richest club in England, something along those lines, and it, it, the future's bright, the future's Barnsley, yeah. but he's gone back to Bury for half a season, has he not been bothered? We we don't know, but I, I it know. looks I, that way. You can, you can make an argument for, you know, is he just thinking, I'll just see it out. That's what I, mean. I don't want to get injured. Is, is he not standing out so much because the, the players around him are not of his quality? But they're playing we well. Before in midfield, yeah. well, Matthew James were just, oh, and our, he made our players look very, very yes. average, so mm-hmm. maybe it could be that, and, and it's just an old... Because it is, isn't it? We are the fifth richest club in England. I don't know. I think we've got the fifth richest owners in because the club yes, itself. That's, yeah, I think that's what, you, I'm, you know yeah. what I mean. And, and um, I, I hope he comes in and you know he can play that wide position. So maybe that's something to look at. It is worrying that he's the, 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 the gaffer said in the press that he's not looking to add to the squad. Now that could be. Paid I was just about to ask you that. Where, where's that come from, and, and what 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 the hell is that all about? Because well, he, he was, uh, is they seeing different things to us? He was asked in an interview. Maybe that's the German thing. Um, you know, we, 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 a stubborn can be a good thing, can't it? I think as a fan, um, I, 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 I would hope for at least three players coming in to compete for places and to give us, um, dare I say, a better option from the bench than what we have now. Because especially up front, there is no competition. There is not much. Um, if, if you talk about a hard pressing football, most of it goes down the centre. Majority of goals have been scored from corners, and I'm not moaning because I feel a lot better than I did this time last year. Oh, although yeah. we were in a different league, but I think there is there is definitely room for improvement. There certainly is. We uh, obviously we, we've just asked yourself, and then we've asked a few of the fans, Carlo, and it's awkward trying to look at this, but. Um Keeney said having a game in hand and things like that that's hi- that's ideal for Barnsley but they've got to look at maybe strengthening what do you think to that that the game in hand is something that we've been hanging our hearts on for quite a while now I, I don't know because you look at Burton you know well, look where they are in, in, you know, they won again yesterday they won Middlesbrough so I don't know if that's a good game to have in hand because they're they're definitely more focused now than, than what they were you know uh, when they should have played us uh, Luke says concerned playoffs should be worst case scenario this season and we currently sit outside them keeper and fullbacks are absolute necessities in January uh, smoked back bacon man on Twitter what a name that's that's name of the night in it that surely smoked back bacon man strangely I agree with 99% of all other responses we have the nucleus of a strong division 1 squad we have weaknesses in key areas and no cover in other areas unless we are content to finish 8th we need at least 5 players in January and don't sell Ethan Pinnock what's your thoughts on that one Carlo? Uh, I completely agree with the Pinnock if you ask me for one outstanding player so far this season I think Ethan Pinnock is on there because he's been consistently not only an ever-present, but just played really, really well. And he's really matured. Um, and I agree. I think we've got... Um, we talked about our midfield a lot at the start of the season. Almost got a little bit cocky saying it's the best in the division. That soon gone. And I think that's purely down to changes and injuries as well. I think when we're on our game, we can beat anybody. But that consistency is not always there. And if you think about uh, you know, our midfield, you only need one player... That you know is maybe struggling or you know not really having their day, and and I'm just worried that they're getting played because they're the first choice and there's too much of a gap. The competition for place I don't think is a you know competition for place is a very very good thing. I think in certain positions there isn't any, 
and, and players are automatically on the team sheet and that's why I'd like to see some more coming in I don't want to finish 8th I want to finish 2nd no. or 1st uh, Wayne Thornton said could be better but work in progress few new, uh, few new additions at right back and get to a high pressing game again uh, Pickle Sai Pickle on uh, Twitter said could be better could be much worse right man is in place needs backing in January our weaknesses are obvious uh, T Pal says not convinced by the manager but benefit of doubt applies this season need settled team and formation retention of current squad is all I ask for in January what do you think to that Carlo about the manager there I, I don't know because I've been impressed with him as in you know I'll let the, the, the team seems fitter when we play how we can play we played better football than I've seen for a long long time I think where it, sometimes that faith sort of let me down a little bit is when some of the younger players like we talked about Brown gets played in different positions uh, you know Mowat a couple of weeks ago covering for left back you know that was you can't tell me we don't need anybody but I think that the philosophy he's got and in the matches where we've been able to play our game and we've imposed our game I think it's been an absolute delight to watch Barsley this season uh, Andy Williams at Dr Zaslos you'll know him as his Twitter always a happy little chap Deadwood from last season is still hindering progress sliding slowly down the table investment required in January otherwise it's more League One next season time for the owners to show their true intentions for the club we all can see the squad has potential it's time for a bit of ambition and I think that's what the fans ask for a little bit of ambition don't they from the owners because we haven't seen so much have we since last December um, well, I don't because you don't know what deals are worth these days. I think that the signing of Coley Woodrow was. Oh yeah, cool. you know there were, there were lots of teams after um, Callum Styles. Now we'll we'll see what he's like and whether that's been a coup or not. I think to be fair, the owners are there to make the match experience better, the stadium improvements. Whenever they talked about it, they've never really talked about investing large amounts of money in, into the squad because this whole idea was set up that we'll get good players coming through on the 21s, on the 23s, on the Martin Defani, and then going in. We've seen you know a, a few this season on a consistent basis. But then I thought the, the tap runs dry again. So I was just going to ask you if you put your hand on your and being honest though, you go up with this squad, and I think I saw a tweet that said we'd struggle against Reading and Ipswich, etc. This squad, if it goes up, there's got to be some ambition shown there, hasn't there? I think the difference is that when we went up last time with the players we had, they were good enough, weren't they? They were good enough. So when you talked about, and I know we mentioned again, but when you talk about a Scowan, when you talk about a Winnell, when you talk about a Hurrahan, Morsey, Bree, look where they all play. Mawson, Roberts, not playing much. No, but, but where they're all playing. Yeah, but playing regular for Barnes, there was a good player. Well, and I think yeah, this year is probably slightly different. A Coley Woodrow, I think, is good enough for the Championship. Yep. Kiefer Moore, I think, needs to be proven yet in the Championship. because. But a season scoring goals will be good for him, won't it? Exactly, yeah. exactly. I think what we've seen is a Kenny Dougal. I think uh, definitely uh, um, Mowat could probably do it. But, but you struggle for some of the others. You know, Liam Lindsay... Um, I think at times he has a 50-50 game he's very good defensively but he, he can't dis- distribution of the balls at times seems to be an issue so I think there's a, a lot of things if we were to go up that would need to be looked at otherwise you have you become a yo-yo club don't you you do uh, at Matt uh, Warren on Twitter on our day we are the best team in the league however we aren't consistent or ruthless enough need a proper winger to start backup striker and keeper competition I, always comes up about the goalkeeper to be perfectly honest but uh, you know I, 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 I sort of agree with every word he says there Yep. I think there is backup needed and I think on the day we played statistically the best team in the league that had lost two matches before uh-huh. on last Saturday 
if if I would have brought a relation from Holland to say, who do you think you wouldn't have said Portsmouth because no, you we wouldn't make have them done. look distinctly average because we imposed yeah. our game. And more times than not, what's happened is in some of these matches is, and I don't know if that's a mindset thing or what it is. We've allowed the other team to, mm-hmm. to, to take hold of the match, and then we, we can't play our game, and and that's where we've sort of let ourselves down Derek Lindley and Cloud Cuckoo and Josh Scowen for the rest of the season to drive us back up to the championship not going to happen Derek is playing every week for Queen's Park Rangers I think in a very good Queen's Park Rangers side as well to be honest I think we could do with I tell you what I liked uh, Ben Williams in one of the cup matches he was in a centre midfield role yeah. and he was like a Scowen he was like a Sheridan and I think we sometimes miss that bit of aggression you know that bit of I suppose nastiness, a bit like Sheffield United, you know. Nothing <laughs> 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 our producer, but you know, everybody likes to boo uh, Kiefer Moore because he's tall and because he scores goals. Um, we need somebody with a bit of a, a bit of a, a dirty edge. We certainly do, and he's got that himself. At, at Ibo BFC, Ryan says won't get the playoffs unless at least three or four players are bought in January. We need two new fullbacks, another striker, another winger. And another midfielder who can step in whenever Dougal isn't available. He better get a letter into Santa Claus then. And we'll finish on this, Carlo, and your thoughts on this from Danny Devell. He's on Twitter. Same weaknesses as we had in pre-season. We need full-backs, wingers and a goalkeeper especially. Fear for us if we don't sign them. Stendhal at the minute is struggling with the English game and still doesn't know his best side. Would back him in January though and don't sell Ethan Pinnock. I agree. I think he, I think he does know his best side. I think part of it is the players and it's their mindset. Um, I, I fully agree with Dougal and Pinnock because I think Pinnock's been outstanding and definitely, definitely so far he has to have any poll for player of the season The Reds Report on The Vibe sponsored by Opium the number one indie bar in Barnsley
Red's Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley.
And we're back on the Red Report on the Vibe, live at 5pm while 6pm, and it's going to be replayed tomorrow at 7pm as well, and obviously on your, any podcast device you can put it in your RSS feed for audio boom as well, so that'll be up later on today, sponsored by Webmart, the podcast, the show itself sponsored by Opium Indie Bar. Carlo, I just want to quickly ask you then, who's stood out for you so far this season, and what's been your thoughts generally on uh, on the manager? Um, thoughts on the manager um, I think uh, his passion comes over really well I think you know we've said before kicks every ball heads every ball player wise I think it's nice to see Mowat playing how we can I think Ethan Pinnock's been I can't say a revelation but I think you know that spreadsheet that brought him in has worked because I think he's been so far the outstanding player and extremely happy with the signing of Coley Woodrow different type of striker and I think given time a deadly, deadly partnership. But going into 2019, I'm, I think we're in good hands off the pitch and on the pitch. Yeah, and I think I totally on the agree, pitch, mate, a yeah. couple of couple of reinforcements. Um, the the Collywood draw thing there totally screams out to me because he, the, the goal itself on Saturday deflected cross, lovely finish. And I think a couple of times that's happened when he, uh, the Doncaster game, especially when he got put through, and you know it, it was a little poke through with a toe poke. And he, yeah, that's what I mean. And he got into the box and scored a lovely goal. Uh, Kyle. Uh, Who's been your standout player so far and who's been, um, what's your thoughts on the manager? Well, I, I think Carlo's probably hit it on head, to be honest. Stendhal, we sit we sit in thing on when we're in press or, or on commentary and you just see him, he's never sat down, he's always barking orders and, like you said, kicking and heading every ball. Uh, Mowat, I would have never, had, at the start of the season, I would never have thought Mowat would have been where he is now, but that everyone sat, they don't. You know, he's not like that usually. He's played really well all season. Not quite true, is it, Carlo? What no. he's just told us. See, I've, I have to be no. honest, I've heard other things on Sunday about your favourite player. <laughs> I, I was informed by somebody who shall remain nameless saying that on, on Sunday you went to um, the Manx who were selling our uh, tickets for the evening. And uh, you were asked, uh, you were put on the hypnosis. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you want to tell us the story or. <laughs> No, I, don't, I don't remember anything. He's getting Forestieri on back of a yes, Wednesday show. Basically, he was put under hypnosis and um, to believe that he was a Wednesday fan. You weren't very happy with the manager situation, which I took offence to because he's Dutch and he's ah yes. Uh, and your favourite player was uh, Forestieri, so I thought we, we just have to mention this at the end. Of the <laughs> Uh, Kyle Blackpool at the weekend. Uh, we'll get this. Everybody can get the teas because I'm I'm starving. Want to get home and and see the baby etc. On baby duty tonight. Uh, Blackpool at home. They played midweek. I've asked you midweek. I think at their last five fixtures or so. How have Blackpool's form been? Aside from the Solihull Moors game because that's yeah. is what it is. They're, I think they're through, aren't they, to the next round of the FA Cup? What have they been like league wise? Despite the defeat to Oxford, that they've been climbing up the league, haven't they? Yeah, they've they've quietly sneaked back into. I think they're one place behind us, eighth now. Mm. Um, they've won three of uh, the last five games, but them other two have, have been losses. But then both them losses have not been at Bloomfield Road, so they come at Donny and Oxford on Saturday. So it's a difficult place to go with it because of the atmosphere and everything else. Yeah. Last time when I went. Was it last year the year before? It was sort of like a 50-50. I mean, a lot of Barnsley fans, but still lost. So it don't, you know, it doesn't seem to impact their players. The, the lack of atmosphere, does it? You know, no, I certainly don't think it does. And it didn't in the league cup. And I want to ask you quickly about that as well. This team that's going to play Saturday could, in 
theory for Barnsley would be a completely different side that started for us in the League Cup. There's no Bradshaw, etc. You know, it's a, it would be a, a completely different team for Barnsley at the weekend. Yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't reflect it. That cup game won't reflect Saturday's. Saturday's game at all it's a, like you said yeah um, what do you think to, to Blackpool as a team then who's going to stand out for the opposition who are Barnsley looking out for as we as we head to the seaside just before Christmas uh, Armand Armand Nandwee if yeah. that is how you say it yeah. I think he played at Chesterfield before done better than me I could yep. pronounce it <laughs> yeah um, he scored last night obviously it's solid Moors, but he's got eight goals in uh, overall this season so he's like your danger man and then there's a Joe do 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 yeah and the spearing as well the experience of Jay Spearing they've not got a bad t- it's amazing Kyle I look at what Blackpool have managed to build whether it was be uh, who's the previous manager or at Blackburn before he Gary Boyer Gary Boyer and, and there's a lot of V-Man on Twitter were very adamant that before Stendhal coming he wanted Boyer from Blackpool because he did a damn good job at Blackpool in, in difficult circumstances and took him up there, yes and he took him up from League 2 when you when you get that far down and they drew Luton in the playoffs and then he took him up through there obviously went a bit pear-shaped this season he's not got what he wanted another bloke who's been left behind by the previous management team stepped in and took the job he's now steadied the ship what is it about these managers that they come into Blackpool and they're able to despite the absolute circus that surrounds the club manage to do a, a good job don't they yeah they do they manage to uh, I mean it were I think he left on opening day at season um, boy yeah and that Terry McPhillips has come in and he were caretaker for so long and then took over in September permanently and like you said he's just steady ship again and we, we, I don't think you can quite put your finger on how no. I think what they do I think their man management is really good so leave everything that happens in the boardroom they leave in the boardroom there's not a beef with the players and the fans there's is there the beef is not. the fans and the ownership exactly. and that's, that's the thing if, if there was a Bolton where there is similar issues and they're not getting paid and everything else it comes into the game doesn't it but I yes. think the Blackpool they're very good to keep there's an on the pitch issues well yep. no issues they're doing really well it's yeah. the off the pitch that take the headlines and that's what the, the fans are rebelling against yeah, they certainly are. Um, Barnsley obviously go there at the weekend, a few days before Christmas. They'll be looking for three points, obviously, in their stockings uh, under the tree, Carlo, won't they? What do you personally? What do you see on Saturday? And let's have a score prediction from yourself. I just, I hope we can take some positivity of how good we looked the first half against Portsmouth and yes there was at home but then again it was Portsmouth I just think if we could go there and really impose ourselves and make it hard for them um, I'm going I'm to put my head on the line and say that our last away game of the season um, is going to be a 2-1 victory 2-1 victory Kyle what about yourself score draw a Barnsley win or narrow defeat what do you see at the weekend Blackpool a little bit informed Barnsley up and down what's your thoughts I'm quietly confident I think, I'm thinking for some reason 2 nils just sat in my head t- down, so. 2 nil to, to Barnsley and I, to be honest with you that I, I can see us nicking it but I'm going to put my head on line say a 2-2 draw I reckon at the weekend for Barnsley but a point away from home against the side that are playing well won't be too bad but I'd definitely take 3 points thanks for listening to the Red Report on the Vibe we're live every Wednesday 5 while 6 catch us tomorrow on the Vibe as well I think we're getting replayed at 7 we'll be on the old audio boom on the podcast that is sponsored by Webmart catch us at the Electric Theatre in January tickets are on sale at the Manx uh, they're going to be on sale at Eastine Redfern's Bar are going to be selling them over Christmas on the two home games hopefully they should be doing I would hope so because they're sponsoring the, the sponsor the thing out there as well um, go take an eye Martin Devaney Bobby Hassel and hopefully some members of the first team coaching staff will join us on the night you'll be able to ask your questions to the people on stage whether it's about the academy whether it's about the first team the running of the club we'll try and get everybody's questions answered obviously if they're reasonable questions join us next week on the Red Report have a good Christmas we'll see you in the new year we're not 
we'll, we'll see you after Christmas. Have a good Christmas. We'll see you in the new year. The podcast sponsored by Webmark. Catch us on Audio Boom. And we'll catch you in a few weeks on The Red Report. The Red Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium. The number one indie bar in Barnsley. Dr. Trudy Fleer here with the 5G Home Recovery Podcast. Let's discuss a very real existential threat to internet speed. It's a big one. Ready? T-Mobile Home Internet. It lags. Now, what is lag? Lag is a delay in data being transmitted across the internet. For example, you're hitting that hot drop, the parachute cuts out, you've got an unsuspecting bot in your sights, and lag! You were actually eliminated 10 seconds ago. Nobody deserves that. So stop letting T-Mobile home internet ruin everything and switch to Xfinity. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash T-MoFacts. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McDonald's share boxes ready to go. Ian's already got booked for double dipping, and Steve has stolen the last nugget. You're snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. UN, UREDS, at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Talk Sport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.